just tough. A lot of emotions. Um, what we've done this year as a, as a team collectively has been special, and I think everybody knows that. And what David and uh, what the staff has done for us to be in the shoes that we're at um, says a lot about them. And um, guys have stepped up in huge roles, and we're very excited for whatever the future does hold. So we know, we know how special of a thing that we have. It, I, I don't know. It's just I'm proud of all of us for what we've done, and we just got to keep going. I mean, at the end of the day, we have, like I said, we have to control the things that we have to control. So regardless of what that is, like we just have to come out tomorrow and compete and win every pitch. So that's all we can do and all we have to kind of worry about. going on welcome to chatterbox reds kirby craig sandlin uh we do them after all 162 this uh hopefully the toughest not this year hopefully the toughest for several years if we continue to do this show reds fall 13 to 12 they were leading nine nothing in this game it's just not really a whole lot to uh to say after a game like that but we try to do them after everyone so here we are craig what's going on Heartbreak, Nick. Heartbreak. Backbreak. May have been your last hope. Here's the thing. Is it possible that the Reds figure out a way and get into the playoffs? Maybe. But the way the last three games specifically, but four games in general, have gone for them, it doesn't really give you a whole lot of hope that they are primed for that late run. And it just, I mean, you breaks your heart for the young guys who have contributed a ton to this to this team this year quite frankly breaks your heart for a guy like Joey Votto who this was maybe his last hurrah and uh yeah I mean you've got two great crowds on back-to-back nights uh and just can't can't put it away and uh it's tough yeah let's just jump right into the box score recap uh, bottom of the first, Nixon Zell singled. Then Christian Encarnacion Strand crushed a two-run home run. Number 10 on the year for him. Made it 2-0 Reds. Tyler Stevenson made it back-to-back home runs. 395-foot blast to left center field. Number 12 on the year for Stevenson. 3-0 Reds. Top of the second, TJ Friedel had an inside-the-park home run. This technically 16th home run of the year. Made it 4 nothing. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz singled, stole second, stole third, and then scored on a ground out 5 nothing Reds. Christian Encarnacion Strand and Tyler Stevenson would drive in more runs in that inning. Reds would bat around, take an 8 nothing lead. Bottom of the third, Steer doubled home to make it 9 nothing. Connor Phillips, he struck out 9, allowed just one run through 5 innings. Uh, came back out in the 6th, gave up back-to-back singles. David Bell went to Alex Young, leading 9-1. to uh, Young would allow five runs to score, which was capped off by a three-run home run by Brian Reynolds. Made it a 9-6 game, and quickly the entire strategy of the night for your bullpen and everything else uh, was flipped. Top of the seventh, Fernando Cruz came in. He's been absolutely dominant of late, just didn't have it tonight. Uh, he gave up a single double and walk. Bell went to Sims. He gave up a double, tied the ball game. Sims was able to get the next three batters out to keep the score tied at the moment. Top of the eighth. David Bell decided to go to Alexis Diaz. Not a spot we've 
we see very often from Diaz. Uh, Diaz just didn't have it tonight either. Four runs scored, 13-9. Reds got two runs back in the eighth, made it 13-11. Reds got one more back in the uh, the bottom of the ninth. Uh, they had the tying run at third base with one out. Ellie De La Cruz at the plate. Um, Ellie battled. I believe it was an 11-pitch at-bat, but ended up striking out. And then Jonathan India flied out to end the ball game. Uh, if you're wondering, um, this is from Jay Morrison since 1904. The Reds have had only two losses, uh, which they led by at least, at least nine runs. They led by nine, lost 13-11 to the Cubs in 1930. Led by nine, lost 10-9 to the Brewers in 2004. So, yeah, I mean, that's as, as bad of a defeat as you can have. I don't remember that game in 2004. Uh, I certainly don't remember that game in 1930. Uh, I thought the Brooks Conrad game was the worst one and, uh, somehow it got topped. So here we are, Craig. Here we are. I don't know where to start. Honestly, a lot of positives, but a lot of negatives too. My gut tells me that I want to start with Connor Phillips, quite frankly, a kid that, as you know, nobody really expected to pitch in the majors this year, making his fourth career start coming off of his best start in his last start against Minnesota, where he went seven innings and three hits gave up two runs, both on solo home runs. Uh, and I thought he pitched well enough to win again tonight. He obviously did. I mean, um, bullpen ends up giving up 10 runs, a bullpen that had, uh, you know, been your anchor for a long time. And, uh, but let's focus on Phillips for a minute. If we can, um, I, I think realistically, I've got a couple of thoughts on him. First and foremost, um, he's really been relying on his fastball lately. Uh, tonight, it was 62% of his pitches. But I think what we're seeing with him is that he's got two pitches that he's comfortable with. It's that and his sweeper. Between the two, that was 98% of his pitches. He threw two curveballs, according to Savant. Everything else was either the fastball or the sweeper. So if he's going to be a legitimate starter long-term and he said it before, he's got to work on a third pitch, whether that's the changeup or the curveball or something else. Once you get to that third time through the lineup, it just has not uh, gone as well for Connor Phillips. And I understand what David Bell was trying to do tonight by running him back out there. The pirates had righty, righty, lefty, lefty do up. And so his thought process I'm sure was, you know, let Connor go back out there, hope that, he can get the outs uh, on the righties and then turn it over to Alex Young to get the to the get the lefties. But at that point, the third time through the lineup, he had given up three hard hit balls in the previous inning. Even though uh, there was no damage done, he gave up hard hit balls to Palacios, uh, Hayes, and Sawinski, and uh, it just felt to me that he shouldn't have gone back out there to begin with. But I just want to give props to the kid. Five innings plus five hits, three end runs, nine strikeouts, which was a career high. Uh, the three walks, which were interesting to me because all of them were four-pitch walks on 99 pitches he ends up throwing. And again, realistically should have been, in my eyes, five innings, one run, and called it a day. But um, I, I don't understand, don't understand that completely. But I'm interested in your thoughts on on Connor Phillips's night and the way he's progressed over his first four starts specifically. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the crowd that the Reds are dead, uh, then you should want to talk about Connor Phillips, Christian Encarnacion, and Strand, uh, and those kind of guys tonight because that's the only thing that matters is what they do and you know what they're they're trending towards for for next season. So 
yeah, I mean, Connor Phillips, this is an incredible experience for him getting two starts, two really good starts in high pressure situations, high games that, that you needed to deliver. And, and so that's really good. I mean, he looks like a, a legitimate bona fide piece for the Reds next year. So um, all of those things are huge positives. And uh, that's what we thought we would be watching on September 23rd. Uh, we got a playoff race and uh, it, it dragged out till the end of September. You know, maybe maybe it can drag out a little bit longer. Reds will need a lot of things to go their way. We'll just have to um, see on that. As far as the decision to, to bring him back out or not bring him back out or go to Alex Young, the win probability was 100%. I mean, that's rounded up, but it's 100%. And that's not a probability because of the Reds team or the Pirates team. That's literally any baseball team in that situation. So it uh, hasn't happened since 2004. So, I mean, if you want to sit here and be like, this move costs this. this I, I mean, this it just happens sometimes. And I it just kept happening. And, I, you know, the only thing I can say is the bullpen's gassed. So that's obviously why I think you tried to get a couple more outside of Connor Phillips. I think you'll see how gassed the bullpen is. So I think that was part of the thinking. And then also part of the thinking is then you have to, you, is, is guys like Lucas Sims, Fernando Cruz, and Alexis Diaz, they're human beings. And just like all of us, they saw the Reds were leading nine to nothing. What do you think those guys thought? Hey, I get the night off tonight. And I, I'm, you know, when you're already tired and battling fatigue and then on top of that you have to ramp up for a game that you never thought you were gonna have to get into it just everything snowballed you know if 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 fernando cruz was fernando cruz this is probably an entirely different game like there was just if alex young would have been the alex would have just been kind of bad it's a different game if alex would just been bad not atrocious right i mean it's a different game it just happens and it just happened tonight baseball can be Really cruel, and tonight it was really cruel. I, I just I don't have anything else to say about the game. I don't really have anything else to say about the season. It is what it is. Uh, if you if you're checked out, check out. Just check out. Check out. Good for you. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be watching every game. I'm gonna be hoping the Reds can pull off a miracle, which is what it would take. It would take a miracle. And I'm also gonna enjoy watching some of these young guys that I'm counting on for next year. So. I know let's run through some of the offensive performers tonight. Christian Encarnacion Strand, uh, just, you know, for a guy that struggled out of the gates a little bit, he's made some huge adjustments and looks like that big bona fide slugger that the Reds needed because the Reds, the Reds just don't have that, that power in their lineup. They have a lot of guys that I think can still develop power. Like I think Ellie De La Cruz can be a bona fide like power hitter. Um, I think that Noelvi Marte can be a bona fide power hitter. Um, I think Matt McClain can be, but those guys maybe aren't at that aspect. Yeah, I think Christian Encarnacion Strand is right now. I mean, 10 home runs already, and he hasn't had a whole lot of at-bats. Uh, he's in, in the year really strong and uh, uh, cementing himself as the Reds, I think, first baseman of the future. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think what's been nice to see is that he's settled into Major League Baseball at this point, it feels like. Um, like you mentioned, it felt like he came out, got a slow start. Um, I was just looking, it was ended up being one home run in his first 19 games. Um, and obviously since then he's, he's now got nine in his last, however many it is. So it's been nice to see him settle in and, and especially lately show that power. Uh, tonight was his 
fourth home run in his last, I think, six games, becomes the 11th red on the year to hit 10 home runs, fourth rookie. So I think, yeah, CES certainly has shown value at the plate. I think the question will be where he fits in defensively long-term, whether that be as your DH or uh, as your first baseman of the future. Obviously, if he is your first baseman of the future, you'll have to work on it a little bit on the defensive side and make sure that he's comfortable over there. But it it's nice to know that offensively he's settling in and surely seems as if he's gotten more and more comfortable. Ended up with four RBIs tonight, so he's he's certainly turning it on. Ricky Logan with the super chat. I'm not pulling the plug till 162. The whole season is a miracle. We're in, we weren't supposed to be here, but they keep proving everyone wrong. Shout out to you, Ricky. Shout out to you for having the uh, the gumption to actually put that out there. Ricky's great. Met Ricky at the uh, Chatterbox Red Night on the boat, one of the, the highlights of this year. So appreciate you, Ricky. Appreciate you watching. I appreciate everyone that's watching every night, whether or not you say nice things or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, it's a, I think a six-six game winning streak. So, look, it's possible. I mean, chances of you actually having a six-game winning streak in the last six games of the year is probably not high, but... Uh, I watched the St. Louis Cardinals win what 19 games in a row like a couple years ago. So I, anything's possible. It's very unlikely. It's it's incredibly unlikely. Um, so we'll just have to see and keep plugging away. Shout out Ian Jabot pitched a, uh, a perfect ninth inning in a night when no one else could, other than Connor <laughs> Phillips early in this game. So shout out to Ian Jabot. Shout out Derek Law for his oh yeah yeah zero Derek- batters faced. <laughs> Shout out Derek Law. Gets, gets um, a, a third of an inning on a caught stealing. <laughs> TJ Friedel, also a guy that we definitely got to 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 talk about. Uh, two for four, home run, double. Uh, the, uh, I mean, the double was gave the Reds an actual chance to somehow pull off an, uh, an absolute miracle tonight. Uh, this guy's just had an incredible year. Uh, I, I played his. Um, Post game remarks last night as the opening for our podcast this morning. Uh, I just I, I love TJ Frito. I love everything about him. I love the way he plays the game. I love the way he he represents the Cincinnati Reds. If, if this is the end of this year, it really sucks for that kind of guy, just because I feel like he's he's just given this team everything he possibly can this year. He's been hurt a couple times too. Um, he's been banged up. He's played hurt at times. Um, as a, as have a lot of guys on the, on this team, but yeah, he's in the year really, really strong. I mean, he's up to up to an eight Oh five OPS. That's, that's a pretty remarkable year for a guy that plays center field and, and plays it well. Yeah. I mean, TJ has been an energy guy when we weren't getting it from anywhere else. And when I look at the team, one of the things that I think is, is going to be a positive moving forward is between Friedel Ellie and Matt McLean, I think you've got the middle of your field filled with energy guys and can for a long time. TJ Friedel has quite frankly gone unheralded uh, nationally, but he has just been consistent energy. He's bringing speed. He's bringing power at times. Obviously the inside the park home run tonight was just an insane boost to that crowd even though it was the fourth run of the the game, like it just took it to another level and having guys like that on your squad, especially 
in a team that seems to ebb and flow a little bit, having that consistent presence and energy is going to be beneficial moving forward. Yeah, you certainly feel for him and what he's put into the squad over the last several several weeks and, and months, but I love what we have for the future. And I know the future is not now. Uh, we have a lot of baseball plays still here this year. But I, I mean, every time I, I watch this team, I get excited. And tonight sucked, no doubt about that. But I'm excited. And I realize that there's a lot of people out there who want to look at tonight and say, well, you gave up a nine run lead. But what I'm also looking at is the fact that you gave up a nine run lead, you gave up 13 unanswered. And you didn't lay down. Like how many teams can legitimately say they're not going to lay down after giving up 13 unanswered runs to go down by four in the last two innings? A lot of teams would, and this team didn't. And regardless of the outcome, it hurts. I, I tweeted about it tonight. It felt like Carson Palmer's ACL tear in the 2005 wildcard round uh, of the playoffs. It just a gut punch. But nonetheless, the fight that they showed tonight in a loss, you've just got both ends of the spectrum. You've got gut punch because you gave up 13 unanswered and you've got honestly a little bit of pride because they didn't quit after that. I mean, a lot of teams would have easily just gone down one, two, three, one, two, three and called it a night in that situation. And the Reds didn't do that. You can say whatever you want about the Reds ownership. You can say whatever you want about it. Nick crawl. I think you're pretty silly, but say whatever you want about those, those two factors. This Reds team, every single player that 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 played for this team this year and David Bell, who managed them, should do nothing but hold their head high at the end of this season, no matter what happens. The fact that they, they got this team into this spot is remarkable, uh, was against all odds, and uh, I am proud as hell to be a fan of this baseball team this year and to have watched this team and uh, to have, uh, in some very small way, covered this team every night. And uh, it's fine if you disagree with that, but I think you're dead wrong. People want to hate on Alex Young. People want to hate on the decision to bring in Alex Young. Like you said, per win percentage hundred is your win likelihood is 100% or damn near it. You're up 9 nothing. You've got a guy in Alex Young who, quite frankly, has struggled. And I don't want to say that it doesn't matter. Obviously, it ended up mattering. But like in that moment as a manager... You have to be thinking, all right, I've got a guy who since August 1 has pitched in 11 games, 10 innings, 16 hits, 15 runs, 13 earned. And since coming back from the IL stint, three games, two and a third, six hits, five runs, a walk and two strikeouts. To me, that's an opportunity to see if you can't turn around the trend for him, right? You're up nine, nothing. Maybe he's able to turn it around and come out and get some easy outs because the Pirates have laid down. Didn't work out that way. Um, but I also don't know what would have happened if he would have come out to start the inning. Um, but again, we're not going to get into that. I realize that. But, you know, Alex Young has got to figure things out. This bullpen uh, is absolutely just wasted right now. They've pitched so much. Part of that is because we've got so many young guys who are still adjusting to the majors. Um, part of it is David Bell's managerial philosophy, both of which are fine. Um, but that's back-to-back -back nights now that you've used seven pitchers and neither one of them was Sam Maul, which was interesting to me. Um, but Maul, Maul might have something 
Maul might have something going it on. Might be something know. with with Maul, which yep. is, you know, also maybe why you're trying to get two more batters out of Connor Phillips. You know, you yep. don't know the guys that didn't pitch what their their health situations like. I would imagine uh, Alex Young is put on the IL tomorrow. And there's a fresh body put up. Unfortunately, we'll get to it in a second. We do red zone ILB. Carson Spires was used tonight for AAA Louisville. Uh, I'm assuming if the Reds could uh, hit rewind, they probably would have said, eh, don't use him tonight. We'll ha- bring him up as just a long guy to have as an option. And they do have some other guys like Casey Legamina, uh, Levi Stout could could be potential guys that maybe that are on the 40 man that they could call up. I would imagine, I can't imagine Alex Young pitches again this year. I would assume you just put him back, you put him back on the IL. Something's barking, fatigue, whatever, yep. and, and you get a fresh arm up here tomorrow. Yeah, honestly, feels like a couple of guys might need to do that, and it's tough because you don't want to not have these guys for the playoffs if you do end up making it. But I also struggle to see a scenario where you make it if you continue to have the bullpen that can't come through in the moment. So it's it's crazy to say you've got law and Jabot obviously at the end lucas sims is the only other one that on paper gave up no runs he gave up one you know tough double yeah just tough that situation. i mean yep yeah and he did he did to his credit he stranded that runner on second base that, yes, that got on so and, yep. and and gave this team a chance i i don't but yeah i mean you're in a tough spot even tomorrow i mean Jabot threw 25 pitches on Friday, then to throw again tonight. Cruz threw 21 pitches on Friday to throw again tonight. Uh, obviously, Diaz, you don't have any confidence in him right now. Uh, with the blown save on Wednesday and then this. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. There probably is more than one move. I, I don't know if Ben Lively also becomes in the bullpen because he's still on this roster, and I don't think he's going to start. Again, I thought that people might laugh at me, laugh at me if I brought it up, but like he may have been an option tonight in my head as a manager. I know he pitched four days ago, but you know, you, you've got a starting pitcher who gave you five innings and now you're in a nine Oh ball game. If you've got an overworked yeah. bullpen, why wouldn't you bring in a guy that, you know, can give you three or four innings and save that bullpen? I, I think there's a lot of if he was available that's the question right you don't know maybe after throwing four innings in his last game he he needed it but that to me looking back on it like that's the move to me so i would have gone first of all i would have pulled phillips after five and i would have just gone straight to ben lively and hope that you can get three or four innings and even if he gives up a couple runs it doesn't matter in that scenario because you're up nine he can just eat innings and then you get to the eighth or ninth and you figure out what to do then based on what's happening. But I mean, it, it was a weird, it was just weird. Tonight was weird, but well, well, Craig lively could have been part of the plan. The plan could have been, let's have young get us out of the setting. Then we go to lively, but then when it became a nine, six game, well, we can't go to lively now. So they they very well could have, that, that could have been part of the plan. And they just, they wanted to use young tonight because he hadn't pitched in a while. And you have a nine-run lead yep, that's a spot to use them in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that could have been part of it. Or they they might have had Lively also, and maybe there's something with Williamson that we don't know. Not to really put a downer on this. <laughs> maybe there's something with Williamson that they're a little bit concerned about. And, hey, we need Lively to back him up tomorrow. You, you, yeah. just, you don't know. You have no these, idea. There's so many guys on night different nights that are just not available that you just you don't know about. So, 
that's the that's the hard part of uh of managing. And uh I think the Reds are 34 and 26 in one run games this year. So overall they've they've won a lot of those games and obviously tonight doesn't really or tonight, well, no, they lost tonight. So tonight is technically a one-run loss because they came back to lose. And some of those games kind of have that that to them. But but you flip that around, and, and the Reds would have been out of this race a long time ago. So, all right, um, I don't really have much else from the game. Let's uh, tell you where things are at in the standings, if you care. Uh, Phillies hold the first wild card spot five games ahead pretty well. Have almost clinched that. Uh, the Diamondbacks did get rained out today. They hold the second wild card spot. Uh, they are a half game ahead of the Cubs, who won uh, for a second straight day over the Rockies. Cubs hold the third wild card spot. Uh, the Marlins did win today. They are a game behind the Cubs, and then the Reds are two and a half behind the Cubs. So the Reds, two and a half behind the Cubs, three games behind the Diamondbacks with six to play. Um, if you're someone who wants, you know, a little bit of uh, a path for the Reds, I guess, you know, if, you, if you're still in that mindset, um, the, the if you're talking about the third wild card spot, I think if you could get within a game and a half of the Cubs by the end of the day on Wednesday, you're going to have a chance next weekend because the Cubs play on Thursday. So say the Cubs lose that, then you're only one behind the Cubs uh, going to that final weekend. And if you end the season tied with the Cubs, that's a win because you hold the tiebreaker. For the Marlins, you need to be within a half game um, by uh by the end of the day on Wednesday because you don't hold the tiebreaker on them. And then the Diamondbacks, I mean, look, they're going to be playing uh, each of the final eight days of the season starting tomorrow. So the Diamondbacks have had some massive losing streaks this year. I mean, that's the kind of thing you need. Is it probable? No. It's very unlikely, but you never know. We could look up in two days and it could be a totally different game or tomorrow the Reds could pretty much write the nail in the coffin. That's pretty much where we're at at this point in the season. We'll see how it uh, plays out. Um, Reds MILB, they are delayed. I'm assuming at this point they're probably going to call the game. Uh, Louisville leads 7-2. to two. They had a power outage. Um, so it's just not, not good night for the Reds at all. <laughs> that was a home game for Louisville too. But they are uh, leading Iowa 3-2 to two if they call that game as a win for Louisville uh, that would put them to 74 and 73 and that would that would actually clinch their first 500 seasons as 2011 so what a way to do it that would be but in this game Matt McClain uh, made his first rehab appearance first uh, at bat hit a pretty well hit single uh, did strike out two times in this game he did get four at bats uh, Jose Barrero one for three uh, double continues to be play hot. He actually had two stolen bases. He's got 20 stolen bases down at AAA. Uh, Jacob Hurtaby, one for three with uh, two stolen bases. He's got 43 now on the year. Uh, Lion Richardson finishes year pretty strong. Three innings, no hits, no runs, two walks, five strikeouts. And then as mentioned, Carson Spires did pitch in this one. Uh, pitched uh, two perfect innings. So good to see from Carson Spires. Louisville will play their finale tomorrow. Uh, against Iowa, and uh, yeah, they will hopefully be playing uh, for a season above 500. That would be pretty cool. Uh, that would give the Reds three minor league affiliates uh, finishing the year over 500, which if you follow the Reds minor leagues at all, there has been very, very few seasons where any of them were above 500, so that would be a pretty cool accomplishment. Uh, let me check real quick 
and see if the Pirates actually officially announce the starter for tomorrow. They have not uh, officially announced. I'm assuming it's going to be Quinn Priester. He was not used tonight. I mean, their bullpen's got to be pretty toast. Um, they used a lot of guys tonight. They used a lot of guys all week. Um, obviously, the Reds' bullpen's toast, too. Uh, but the Reds do have the advantage as a starter. Quinn Priest is a pretty high-ranked prospect, uh, but has really, really struggled uh, since he's been up. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Brandon Williamson obviously had a nice year. Um, and uh, uh, love to see him have a big start tomorrow. And uh, at least uh, this is the final home game. <laughs> final home game of the season. Probably the final home game in the career of Joey Votto. Um, it would be nice just to go out with the win. Really was looking like you were going to go out with a really nice win tonight and hopefully go for a series win on Sunday, but uh, wasn't in the cards. Any thoughts on tomorrow's matchup, Craig? No, just uh, they do occasionally use an opener with Quinn Priester, I think. So um, even if he's not listed as a starter, don't be surprised if you see him uh, in the second or beyond. Other than that, just looking for uh, Brandon Williamson to continue making strides this year and contribute to the team. So. I, I guess really what I'm looking for is to see how they bounce back after today. We'll see. Might tell you a little bit about their mindset. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be here tomorrow, like we always are. Uh, here's what's going on in the NL wild card race. Uh, the Diamondbacks are at the Yankees. They got Zach Gallon on the mound. Uh, Yankees have announced starter. That's at 135. Uh, Marlins, they host the Brewers at 140. Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Brewers' uh, magic number is at one to clinch the division. Um, so obviously, I'm sure they would like to get that done tomorrow. Against uh, Edward Cabrera, 220. Rockies at Cubs. Ty Block on the mound for the Rockies against Jordan Wicks for the Cubs. And that's uh, really the three games that matter. Obviously, Reds get a win. Marlins and Cubs lose. It it looks a little, little more, a, a little more glimmer of light uh, tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I mean, you need a lot of help at this point. So we'll see. We'll be here after every game the rest of the way. Fun season. Game. I think that's a great way to end it, Nick. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We greatly appreciate all of the love and support. If you have not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, well, what are you waiting for? Do it right now as we have new episodes available bright and early the morning after every single Reds game this season, just in time for your daily commute, your morning coffee, or however else you get your day started. And also... Make sure that you're subscribed to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so you can join us live after every single Reds game this season and be a part of the conversation. Hit the bell and turn on notifications also so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. We hope that you have a fantastic day, and as always, go Reds.